Hey guys, welcome to my series of podcast episodes about what? How? Um, My goal with these episodes is going to be to try to explain to you what a certain comprehensible input strategy is and how to implement it in your classrooms. I hope they're helpful for you. Hey everyone, coming to you again with another episode of my What How series, this time looking at individually created characters. So if you listened to my last What How episode all about one word images, then individually created characters are a great next step for you to take with your classes if you want to explore these kind of characters from objects and kind of fun community building ways to to have fun with your classes. Um, So basically, I have a very in-depth blog post on my blog. That was repetitive. Uh, Preachingtoacquire.blogspot.com. You can find it. I posted it in December of 2020 while I was virtual. So there's some virtual aspects of it that you could, you know, take out and modify. But the gist of it is, and there's four days worth of lesson plans in there for you, and resources and handouts and all kinds of things linked. So check it out. I will try to also remember to link the blog post in the description of this episode. Um, but otherwise, you can find it by going to preachingtoacard.blogspot.com. But basically what happens is you give all of your students a piece of plain white computer paper. They could design these digitally too if they have the skills for that, but mine don't. Well, they might, but... I don't want to mess with it, so I just don't. Um, And you give them all a piece of plain white paper, and they draw their own one-word image, basically. So they can pick whatever object it is that they want. And see, that's what's nice about doing this after one-word images, because I know some kids are disappointed that we didn't pick, you know, the the pickle that they wanted to use as our one-word image, but I suppose I might let them use a pickle. You might hesitate to let them use a pickle. I might let them use that object um, as their one-word image or as their individual created character. They're, you know, they're invisibles. Um, I learned this from Tina Hargadon and Ben Slavic, um, not specifically, but having read that from things that they have created and written. So. Basically, you give students an opportunity to create their own character. So they need to give it color. Um, They need to, you know, give it a face with an expression so it has a feeling. Um, And they need to take up pretty much the whole page. And there shouldn't really be anything else in the picture except for the object. Because it's not like a whole scene or a whole story they're drawing. It's just the character. So there are also examples of student-created individuals, one-word in oh my gosh can you tell that my brain is tired if I cared more I would edit this part out but I like to show up real for y'all um so there are examples of individually created characters in that blog post as well that you can see that my students have created I always like to give them a handout and again the handout is linked in that blog post um, with the guidelines for creating their characters like you need to outline it in black marker you need to color it in with crayon or colored pencil Um, you know it needs to be simple but yet have vibrant colors and um, take up the whole page and be nice and big Um, and 
Then there's a couple different ways you can take it after the students have created a character. And I like to give them at least one class period. I don't know about your kids, but my kids are like really into making their art look beautiful. So sometimes I give them more than one class period. So sue me. Fine. I don't use every minute in my class for input. I am a terrible teacher. I can literally hear crickets outside, which is kind of hilarious right now in that pause. But um, I think, you know, giving them a chance to use those art skills, especially, you know, those kids that really love art and connect with it and express themselves and share their own creativity. Yeah, some kids hate it and they're not so great at it, um, but I don't grade them on the quality of their art. So after they have their characters made, I might give them a class or class and a half to work on them. Then there's a couple ways you can take it. You can follow the path of my lesson plans in my blog post, which really takes you down the path of um, if your students are, I would say, probably level two or above or at least halfway through Spanish one or I mean level one, they could probably do it too, where you're basically giving them sentence frames um, and sentence starters to write short descriptions about their characters. So if you're using stepping stones, this would be perfect in cycle one, phase three. Um, if you wanted to have them write their own, you could really simplify the sentence starters and just make them very basic where it's basically like fill in the blank. Um, but basically I have them write about like, you know, the character's name, give like a personality trait, a physical trait, um, maybe a like or a dislike, uh, what their job is or where they work. So you're kind of establishing all these details so that later on you can write stories about them, especially when you get to cycle two, phase two. So then I have my students, if I'm going down this more target language output path, I have another path for you. If you don't want to go down this one, bear with me. Um, so they would write their descriptions. Obviously, as the teacher, you're going to model this. You might have an example paragraph written up for them so they can kind of model their paragraph off of yours. And then... Um, and then... I had my students, because we were virtual, type it up into a slideshow. You could have them type it up on just like a Google Doc that you could print out if you didn't want to put it in a slideshow. But what I did was I organized the slideshow where it had the picture of the character and the next to it was the description. The students all inputted it into an editable slideshow. And then I created, inspired by Annabelle Williamson's One Word Image Scavenger Hunt, I created basically like a scavenger hunt of these individually created characters. So it allowed students to, I would put questions up in English about each character, like which character works as a history teacher? And so then as the kids would read through all the descriptions, they're getting tons and tons of input. And I would go through and fix up, you know, major errors that were glaring. Um, and I write about that in the blog post too, that like you really want to maybe take time to kind of do that as students write or have them check a rough draft with you before they type it or write it in the final copy um, so that you don't have to do a ton of correcting on your own time if you're really concerned with that. Um, but I really try to just catch any kind of major last minute things. If it's a tiny error here and there that I don't notice, they sure aren't going to notice it and they're not going to acquire that incorrectly with one repetition. So they would go through and they'd read all the different character descriptions and answer you know, the name of the character who fit that description or that question. 
Um, and it was really fun. They got to see each other's characters. I actually had one class. I, gosh, I wish I had this on videotape for you. And I wonder if I could get them to do it again, although one of the students not in our school anymore. Um, they actually made theme songs for all of their characters. So, like, one of the characters was a pretzel, like a giant, like a big soft pretzel. But he had a family of, like, little hard mini pretzels from a bag. And... Um, his name was Papa Pretzel. So they had a song and it was like, Papa Pretzel is a pretzel. He's soft and squishy. And then it like went on and they like actually like did this in their own time. And they become this community building, fun, um, fun way to just enjoy the target language. And so that's the, that's the route of, hey, I really need like three to four days worth of content, maybe a fifth day if they could do a scavenger hunt using a different class's individually created characters because, you know, it's like December before Christmas break and I'm real tired or it's leading up to fall break or conferences and I just don't have it in me to be putting on the show and doing the input all day long, right? Because a lot of us feel like we're on stage for oftentimes. And even when you're using the daily instructional framework and you're really only on stage for, you know, 15 minutes in a class period, it can still feel pretty heavy when you have, you know, six classes in a day or more. So that's one route. The other route you can take with your individually created characters, and I have videos on my YouTube of me doing this route, is um, have the students in English on the back side of their picture in pencil, this is important because otherwise it soaks through and then you can like see it through the picture in pencil or they could do it on a separate sheet of paper if that's easier. Um, but I don't like to hoard all these papers. So I have them write it on the back of their drawing in pencil where they write all these, these descriptions about the character in English. So it'll only take them like 10 minutes to describe them in English or in the first language instead of having them type it out in the target language. And then what you can do is I just take a quick picture on my phone of all their characters and then I put them into a, or you could scan them. That'd probably be faster. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, it'd be much faster to scan them um, as a PDF and then just pull the PDF up on my, on my interactive new line board and project it. Um, but you put the pictures up and you just do like a picture talk, a picture walk with the different characters. And you could have your students take notes in a graphic organizer, um, almost like a kid grid, but like a character grid. So you could have them have a column in their notes for the character's name, maybe the character's personality, the character's um, external traits, and then maybe like extra facts. And then that way the kids can take down kind of information and be kind of quote unquote accountable. If you don't want them to take notes during your input doing kind of picture walk of the characters, that's cool too. Um, but that way you can use it as a source of income and then you could use it, you know, potentially on your checkpoint assessment for cycle one, phase three. You can pull up one of those characters that you talked about and use it for the listening assessment or have put three of them up on the screen and have the students pick one to write about for their writing assessment or play the partner speaking assessment game, the Q&A game um, for their speaking assessment and have those characters up on the screen. So I really love individually created characters, especially if you don't mind taking a couple days off, quote unquote, of your normal schedule to, to do these 
things and to have fun with them, I think it's worthwhile. Um, maybe you can try it out and see for you. Um, at the very minimum, you could always have a day where, um, you know, students like all pass them around. So they all get to like look at each other's and, and giggle at them or whatever. And if you don't want to do anything more beyond just like creating them cool but what's neat about them too especially if you have this background information about the characters is when you get to the narration cycle or if you just like writing stories in your classes and co-creating stories is when it's time for a new character or something else to happen or you could like create a multiverse of all these kinds of characters right um you know, these two characters could be friends and these other two characters could be friends, but they could be like from rival schools. And so like they're always talking smack to each other when they see each other, but their friends like defend them and they could all be characters that your students created. So you can use them later down the road or not, but at least if you make them, you have them. This is also a fabulous sub plan idea. So if you have not done these yet and you know there's a day you're going to be gone, check out my blog post, find the handout for the requirements for the drawing of the character, and have your students do the drawing while you're gone. That way, it's not like it's, you know, a quote-unquote wasted day. They're preparing something that you're going to be needing in your class the next, the next, um, the next day or when you get back. So that is individually created characters as I use them and know them and give them a try. I hope you like them. Sometimes they're a little more low key than one word images, but I do find that they work better after one word images just because having done the one word images with your classes, your classes will have an idea of what their characters should really be. Um, because there was one time, <laughs> I still have the picture somewhere, there was one time I did this before I created a character with my class because I needed a sub plan and I thought it would be fine. And oh, the, the, the poor kids, they like outlined it in pencil. You could like barely see the face and the expressions. They like didn't really color it in or they put like too much detail like he had a bow tie and a polka dotted vest and and glasses and a mustache and tattoos and I was like whoa this is like too much so even if you're afraid of one word images try one or look at maybe some examples or give them the examples of the pictures that I gave in my um my blog post and let your kids see those. And if you need more, I have 100,000 examples of characters. And show them some examples so your students know what the expectations are. Um, so that they're not kind of going overboard because they love to do that. Which is great because it shows they're creative and invested. But we got to rein it in for the specific activity. Anyhow, I hope you give it a try. I hope you like them. And enjoy. Enjoy.